This is the WOKV Spotlight on 104.5 WOKV. Eight past the hour. Can I appeal to you if you happen to be the lucky winner of $1,000 in the payroll payout to help your neighbors in need? That's tax deductible. If you're so lucky to be the winner, we certainly encourage you to give to Florida. And the need is going to be great. And we're going to be here throughout the day with an appeal uh, to you. Any amount, if you uh, text uh, the word Ian to the number 90999, that's a secure $10 donation to the American Red Cross. And our friends from the American Red Cross, once again, partnering with us to help those affected by Hurricane Ian. Christian Smith, the CEO of the Northeast Florida Chapter, is with us in studio. And our team coverage of the Hurricane Ian cleanup and recovery continues in the Fort Myers area, WOKV's Blair Miller, who had an opportunity and shared a phenomenal story of the Florida National Guardsmen who were a part of some of the recovery efforts. You were also with the Coast Guard yesterday. What were some of your biggest takeaways from the perspective that you were able to see from above and the effort of those Guardsmen who are a part of this effort? Well, twofold. I think, you know, the perspective of how deep the damage is, is significant. And, you know, we're all seeing the images out of Fort Myers, uh, the homes just in pieces. But this, the damage extends far inland. And we were maybe 30 minutes inland um, and we're able to see just widespread damage. People still not able to leave their homes in some areas because of flooded rivers, roads, um, still covered by water. And so I think that's the biggest thing. The National Guard was trying to get supplies to those folks. Another thing in all this, you know, talking with National Guardsmen, you know, they've been out there five days at this point constantly away from their homes. And the stories that they're hearing, you know, one guardsman was telling me how uh, people just come up to him and tell their stories. They just sob and cry. And for him, he's like a sounding board. And so you have thousands of troops here in Florida right now doing the same thing, just listening, but also giving serious help in the form of basic needs. Are, are are they setting expectations for what the next several days will ultimately hold where, say, it goes from search and rescue to search and recovery? When do they move into that next phase nearly a week later? Well, and I think they're getting pretty close to it. And, and you talk with some of the first responders, and, and they're not ready to go that far at this point, but they're still holding out hope that there are the survivors of the people who are missing. Um, but they are holding out hope that people are, you know, could still survive this. And so you're going to see that that change. Of course, we have the president here today, and that's going to start to change here in the next couple of days where it, it becomes much more grim, and, and we're going to start to see numbers that I really don't think we're anticipating. Blair, as we think about how big and, and what the scale looks like in terms of the need, it, it does help to know that there really is a, a simple way, and that's why Neighbors in Need is really here uh, with the American Red Cross where a financial contribution can be made. You got to see it from above and also from the ground below uh, and some of the compelling audio that that you shared in the story of a woman who said she literally has nothing she doesn't know where her next meal is going to come with something this big it, it almost is that simple it, it really is and and i i don't want people to overthink it because the needs are, are really basic right now it, just to give you a perspective of this when we were with the national guard yesterday on the ground um, we went across some of these flooded roads, and there, we were in a truck full of water and meals ready to eat. And when we got to the other side of that road that was washed out, um, we got out, and there was a line of cars. And I said to a sheriff's deputy, I said, what's going on here? And he said, I said, how long is this line? And he said, maybe half a mile, mile long of cars. I said, what are these people, what, what's happening? He said, they're just looking for food. And I thought, gosh, here we are in the United States. We think that we have all the money, all the resources, and you have people here just wanting food. And it just really blew my mind to kind of see that. 
compelling story, and we appreciate your effort uh, on the ground there and uh, our colleague, uh, Samantha um, Manning, who was on the ground as well in Central Florida the last several days. Blair, thanks, and have a safe trip back to D.C. There will be a lot more. This is an acute thing. It's going to happen over time where typically the the coverage and the attention turns to something else. We're, what, five weeks away from the midterm election, but Christian Smith with the American Red Cross, the need on the ground is going to be so large for the long term, to Blair's point, the short term need is meals, food, and that's where a donation to neighbors in need and with the uh, American Red Cross can ultimately make a big impact. $100, $50, $10 if you text the word Ian to 90999. Absolutely. And, and you know, I think you and I were talking earlier about this is so basic and that's that's the key. And so we have the supplies there. We have the people there. We have the shelters there. But trying to get to every group of people that need us, it's just not possible because it's so widespread. And so I think that's every day that's on our docket. What other communities? Who's telling us? Where are we getting in the information? Emergency management, churches, schools, everybody that's giving us and feeding that information to us that allows us to get into those neighborhoods and do that very basic things. Hot meals, meal kits. Some of them we're doing a lot of meal kits, a lot of um, dropping off water and snacks and and meal kits so people have. But then really wanting to start and get into those hot meals, especially that's why there's some beauty in coming to a shelter, but people can't necessarily get to a shelter. So if you're in a sheltering environment, you have a better chance of getting a hot meal. But we're trying to get out there into those areas and do those hot meals. So every time you make that donation, it's like you're standing on that street corner with, with us, handing them that meal, handing them that cleanup kit handing them those supplies. How can you continue to deploy the monetary donations that you get over the coming weeks and months? There's probably been a surge, I would imagine, of donations, uh, and there likely will continue to be that over the course of time. But as they wane, do you have a backstop then where you can continue to give in the weeks and months to come, or will the need need to be fulfilled for years for these communities? So when, when you make a donation to the American Red Cross, we don't budget for the, we only budget for the day-to-day disasters. We cannot budget for these types of catastrophic events. So we, those dollars, we're spending tens of millions of dollars before the storms actually hit, just opening shelters and feeding people. Because if we open a shelter for 100 people, then we have to have a resource for those 100 people. So even if that shelter doesn't have any damage and that community doesn't have any damage, we still have to have gone through that process. So that's the first piece of it. But immediately after that is, is bringing in those resources, bringing in the emergency response vehicles, bringing in the people, bringing in mental health counseling, bringing in the nurses, getting people into the sheltering environment. So while we do the sheltering and feeding, we also are doing the the distribution of the supplies and the meals and going out in those communities. So when you think about how long it takes, it's going to be weeks upon weeks upon weeks just doing sheltering and feeding. And so those dollars as quickly, they're coming in, they're coming in, people are very generous, but we're spending those millions of dollars every day. People are generous, and there are a lot of organizations, there's church groups, there's so much. And ultimately, we as a, as a company arrived at the American Red Cross for a number of reasons, and obviously the legitimacy of the name, sure. and you immediately see that Red Cross on the backs and fronts of, of people's clothing, and you just know that that's where the helpers are. We, I think back to Mr. Rogers, you know, follow the helpers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how do you ensure that the message gets to the community that, hey, there's a lot of other great organizations you can give to, but what sets the Red Cross apart maybe from some of the others to ensure that when I'm making a donation, it's going to a legitimate and reputable source? I mean, we've partnered with Salvation Army before, oh, and they're on the ground as well. Uh, and you have relationships with these absolutely. organizations. How is this a reputable one versus maybe some of the other fly-by-night people who might try to scam you? 
So the best thing to do is if you're not familiar or comfortable with the organizations, go online, look at a charity navigator, read about the organizations, look where their dollars are going, what they kind of do. One of the things I love about the Red Cross, one of the many things is how transparent we are. You can go to our redcrosswhat.org. Virtually every single day, we're going to have graphics on how much, where, how many meals we've done, how many snacks we've delivered, um, how many people we have in shelters. So we're very transparent, but we also do not pretend that we do this alone. Everything we do is done in partnerships, um, whether it's the Salvation Army, a local church, the NAACP, um, the AME churches. I mean, there are so many groups and organizations, plus all of our local communities. So remember, Every every local community has a Red Cross. So those Red Crossers are the ones that's that first 72 hours. They're the ones that are there. They live in those communities. They know those communities. And so as we bring in resources and we bring in more people, that just helps to supplement what we already had there to start with. So every single person starts in a local community. So when you make that donation, you're thinking about, hey, so it's the people right around you. So it is your neighbors. So when you think about neighbors in need and you're making that donation, go online, read about it. But I think what you're going to find with the Red Cross and what we're most proud of is our transparency and how those dollars are spent. If you uh, call uh, 1-800-HELP-NOW, you can make a donation that way. You can text the word Ian to 90999. If I'm going to do an online donation or a check and I want it to go to this effort. Just I put need Hurricane to... Ian. Okay. That's all in you the, have to do. In the memo line. That's that's all you have to do. And and like you said, you know, when you when you go to 800 Red Cross and make that donation. Some people still come in the office. We had a gentleman come in the office yesterday. Some people still want to, you know, physically hand it to you. So whatever works for you is what's works for you. And and when you go to text to 90999, most people think it's for $10. You can make that amount for any amount you want. So I think that's the other really cool thing about the text ability. So it's a minimum of 10, but you can make it for you any amount. You can make it for bigger. You yeah. Nice. You can make it larger. Is this going to be a billions of dollars sort of cleanup for, I mean, we, we already know that billions of dollars in damage was done, but will it take billions of dollars to make everyone whole? You know, that's a great question. I mean, we're in the process right now of trying to determine, you know, we, we have estimates, right? We have damage assessment crews out there right now. They're trying to help us make those decisions about what to expect next and what kinds of services that we can be providing beyond this emergency phase. So it's going to be a critical time for us to be able to assess, you know, is it 150,000 homes? Is it 200? I mean, all of those things were, are happening right now. So we just don't really know what those numbers are. But I can assure you that we know it's tens and tens and tens of millions of dollars that the American Red Cross um, will be will be spending just in this first phase of this because this this emergency phase is usually the most critical because this is where people need access to food and water the simple simple That's things right. and a hot meal and so a ten dollar donation a hundred or a thousand dollar donation if you were the winner of the wokv payroll payout at eight o'clock imagine a tax deductible donation to the red cross to help your neighbors in need we'll pause for a moment and as the 8am expanded news feed continues we'll look ahead to the five-day first alert forecast into the weekend how many more dry days we're going to string together and more of today's top stories next it's eight nineteen.